Hello and welcome to the Savings Angel Show. I'm Josh Elledge, Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com, podcasting to you from warm and beautiful Orlando, Florida. I've been a consumer expert, money-saving advocate, syndicated newspaper columnist for over 10 years now, and I turn digital entrepreneurs into media celebrities over at Up and PR.com. Now, I announced it a couple of weeks ago, but in case you missed it, Savings Angel is now free. An achievement and a goal and a dream we've had here at Savings Angel since day one. We cannot wait to see what the next 10 years of helping families save more, save money will bring. That said, I encourage you to go to SavingsAngel.com and check out 40, yes, 40 free store and coupon lists we have. Simply go to the front page of Savings Angel and look in the menu where it says Store Deals. And now to continue with what we've always done on this show, I have for you this week how you can avoid blind cash drain by controlling automatic renewals. We've all got them. And I'm gonna, I've got some great tips for you. I'll also have five ways to cut your family's food waste and save more money. So now let's get to saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. Nearly endless services, memberships, and subscriptions have the option for automatic renewal these days. So much so that some states are pursuing stricter guidelines and limitations for a wide variety of businesses that employ automatic renewals, everything from magazine subscriptions to gym memberships. Now, I personally like automatic renewals because they help me continue paying for things I want to stay active without me needing to think about them. That is, I like them until I continue to pay for things I don't want because I forgot all about the renewals. Now, if this has happened to you, you're not alone. I want to share some tips with you on how you can avoid blind cash drain and control your renewals. Here we go. You ready? If you're taking notes, I want you to write down one, two, three, four, five, six. Here's number one. Read the sometimes fine print. Now, in our modern society, we're presented with agreements all the time. Privacy policies, membership agreements, site use terms and conditions, and more. Don't just sign or click, I agree, or I accept without reading them. Now, I know it can be tedious, but when it comes to anything you pay money for, it's necessary. Now, contained in the agreement should be any financial obligations on your part. Be sure you understand what you're agreeing to and you're good with the terms before continuing. Now, this goes for anything from cell phone contracts to gym memberships to online magazine subscriptions to online any subscription. Uh, yeah, just make sure you're on it. Like, you know what you're getting into. So number two, don't sign something you don't understand. You might feel silly or like you look stupid, but absolutely don't sign something unless you and until you fully understand how it works. Now, when you're agreeing to pay and you don't really know what you're paying for, it's never financially smart. And one example is a really popular misleading cell phone sales pitch of no service contracts. Now, people sign them because they believe they don't have a contract at all then and can discontinue service at any time. Then comes the blind cash drain because that's only half true. 
Well, it's true you don't have a service contract, you are agreeing to a payment plan on the cell phone you're getting, unless, of course, you pay for the phone outright. But lured in by the monthly payment plan for the phone, and you're caught paying for the service too for the next two years. How? The cell phone is required to have service with them until it's paid off. But It gets even worse if you start a phone plan online. You often cannot read all the terms and conditions until after you input your personal and payment information. Now, at the time of this writing and podcast, we discovered this tactic with Verizon Wireless. We were flat out told, and we confirmed it by looking everywhere, that we could not view the payment plan agreement without first beginning in order. By the time most people get to this step, whether online or in-store, they're convinced to sign without thoroughly reading the terms. Number three, don't sign on emotion and never take verbal assurances. They're going to lie to you. No, I don't, not always, but sometimes they will. Now we can get overly excited and not bother to carefully read the information or ask enough questions. Like with gym memberships, you're fired up to lose weight and get in shape. I know. So you head to that local place, take a tour and encourage that you can do this. Now, before you know it, you've signed up for a full year. Now, on top of that, let's be honest that not all people are honest. There are salespeople who only care about their money, not yours. They will intentionally gloss over details and view it as being your responsibility to ask questions, ones you may not even think to ask. Number four, be on guard in any high-pressure situation. I really get, uh, like in terms of like my consumer advocate brain, like this drives me nuts when I see high-pressure sales being applied to people I know and like, and that includes you. I want you to watch out for situations where you're pressured and frightened into recurring charges for periodic services. A couple examples are yearly furnace tune-ups and home appliance maintenance. Some companies will scare you with stories of mold and mildew flying around your house and appliances catching on fire. Don't fall for that or for the offers that give you a lower rate on the service in lieu of agreeing to an annual service. And don't fall for those checks that come in the mail for $30 from a local utility company. Cashing those signs you up for home appliance insurance, and that isn't free. Number five, when you need to end a recurring contract, contact them directly and request cancellation. Now, you might not be able to get the most recent charge reversed, but you can avoid future ones. Get confirmation in writing that your request was fulfilled. If you have trouble figuring out how to contact them, look for their website and use the contact us links that are typically available at the bottom of the front site page. Now, look, if you're not getting any resolution through uh, help desk, you know, their support uh, the, over, you know, with whoever the service provider is, Get on Facebook, get on Twitter, get public. Don't be a jerk, but just explain very clearly what's going on and what your situation is and that you've tried to get this resolved and you feel like it's within your rights to ask for this type of resolution. I find that when I've gone social media on a company, it generally gets things resolved. Number six, when starting a new contract, consider using a credit card or PayPal. Now, this gives you three advantages. Number one, you're more likely to notice the charges. 
Number two, the company doesn't have direct access to your bank account. And number three, you can dispute charges you honestly did not agree to pay. So there you go. One, two, three, four, five, six ways that you can avoid blind cash drain and control your renewals. Controlling renewals is a part of staying on top of our money. It's uh, it's a part of being more conscious with how our money is being spent. And that, my friends, is part of living abundantly. Now at savingsangel.com, it's always been part of our mission to help end hunger in America, cutting food waste and saving money on groceries so a family's budget can stretch are both big parts of that. When you cut your family's food waste, you don't have to spend so much restocking groceries. And for many Americans, that can be the difference on whether or not there is enough to eat later in a month when money gets tight. I just talked about meal planning and why I'm such a huge fan of meal planning. Um, We've talked about different meal plan services that you can subscribe to. Um, I really am a big fan of Aaron Chase's $5 meal plan. Uh, I've recently just started this, and it's really going to help my family in a big way um, to make sure that we're using all the food we have. It's, 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 it is a no-brainer. And if you haven't joined me yet, would you please do so? Let's do this together. It's simple. You just go to savings angel.com forward slash meal plan. If you hurry, you can still get the 14 days free and she's about to raise her prices. Okay. You get 14 days free. If you decide to stick with it, then it's $5 a month. In the future, it is definitely going up because they just added a whole new web app. So please, 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 please do not miss that. Um, I'm telling you that this is kind of a last chance uh, to be able to get that deal. Uh, I did have a deadline which passed, um, which was going to allow you to join me on a live event. Um, If you join, I can still give you a recording of that event where I'm actually going to go through uh, and explain how to use Savings Angel and $5 meal plan together. Um, Really, for $5 a month, you will very, very, very easily be able to reduce $5 in products and foods that you buy that normally would have gone to waste because you're just not planning your use of those items. So please, please, please join me. Anyway, let's get back to cutting food waste because this is something I I really am so, so passionate about, okay? Because right now, um, people are starving. And right now, there is so much food that ends up in the garbage can, right? Now, cutting food waste, saving money on groceries so a family's budget can stretch, they're both big parts of living abundantly. Again, I just want to reiterate this. When you cut your family's food waste, you don't have to spend so much restocking groceries. For many Americans, this could be the difference of whether or not there's enough to eat later in the month when money gets tight. I've been there. I know exactly what that's like. Now, this issue seems to really come to the forefront at the end of every school year, though I strongly believe it should be discussed and and awareness should be heightened all year round. Why the end of the school year? Well, the sad fact is there are many school children who get their most complete and filling meals at school. It's just the reality of life. When they're in school, their families need less food in the house, resulting in a lower food budget and making getting by a bit easier. 
When the kids are home all day on summer break, having enough around the house to eat, it gets tougher for many families. So if you're a family that faces a lack of enough food, please know that my heart is with you right now. And, and I want to help with my knowledge. Okay, if this isn't you, okay, please use the ideas I'm about to share with you and reduce your own food waste. By your own family throwing away less, you can stretch your own supply, making giving to food banks and friends, church pantries, family, people out of work, who, people who need this. It just makes it that much easier. So here we go. If you're taking notes, write one, two, three, four, five, because here are five ideas to cut your family's food waste and save more money. Number one, stock up. As a consumer advocate, I've always encouraged families to stock up when deals are 50% off or better. For a good portion of food items, this is easy enough to do. Products are packaged to have a long shelf life. Mainly, you just need a good plan for using them up in a reasonable amount of time. I recommend having a good meal plan, as I discussed earlier, and at least once a month, going through the pantry and freezer to use up the oldest items. This alone will eliminate a lot of food waste and save you money over having to rebuy things. Isn't that frustrating? Don't you hate having to buy something that you had to throw away? It's terrible. So what do we do? Number two, refrigerate or even freeze more foods. Listen, using fresh products up like meats, produce, breads, and dairy in a timely manner, it can be tricky. I know. Okay, the hotter it gets outside, the more quickly things spoil that aren't refrigerated or frozen. Now, be sure to keep almost everything, including bread products, in the freezer when you don't need them, if you're going to have it before you would normally use that. And it's going to slow down spoiling. I want you to consider breaking up packages of food items you won't eat quickly into smaller packages and freezing. Now, this works especially well for meats, cheeses, and bread products. Proper storage and thawing are the keys to ingredients still being in a similar condition to fresh. Now, I say similar because you won't get any argument from me that freezing does change the taste and texture of foods, but I'll take a slightly altered texture over wasting food any day. Am I right? Why would you throw away uh, a, a big bunch of broccoli uh, because you didn't listen you don't want to keep broccoli too long broccoli in the refrigerator uh, that uh, it's gone spoiled it's gone bad yeah that's kind of nasty uh, so move that move that to the freezer if you take an inventory often it is worth the couple of minutes every few days just to make sure that you're not having to throw stuff away that you could totally freeze Number three, don't believe everything you read, at least not on food labels. As I reported last year, and I've talked about this several times, proposals have been made to adjust the way that food labels are worded to make it more clear whether or not food is actually still edible or not. Currently, the wording used for food label dating, it's confusing, leading Americans to throw away thousands of pounds of perfectly good food every year. For example, terminology like best buy dates don't necessarily indicate the food isn't safe to eat. It's often only the furthest date out from manufacturing that the manufacturer will guarantee the food's freshness and helps indicate when stores should pull unsold food from their shelves. Okay, instead of only reading the date on the label and assuming food should be thrown out, I want you to use a website 
there's a couple of them. You can go to stilltasty.com and also you can go to usda.gov and use your senses of sight and smell to evaluate whether to toss or eat that food. But and I know people that they see the expiration date and it's like, oh, guess we gotta throw that away. No, 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 no. Don't do not do that. All right. And in fact, um, you may uh, have this belief that pantries, church pantries, and other people will not accept food uh, where there is an ex- expiration date as well. That is not the case. Please do not throw away food just because that quote unquote expiration label has passed. Number four, buy those closed dated packages. Grocery stores pull an astronomical amount of still good food from the shelves every day. You can help reduce that waste and save money by buying some of those marked down products. Now, often products can go right into the freezer when you get home. One bargain you can find is meat since most are packaged with a date of use or freeze by. Now, if you don't see marked down packages very often, Don't be shy to ask where they put close-dated items or what days of the week they comb through the shelves looking for items. All stores have a procedure in place for this. In the near future, I'm hoping grocers will get on board with pricing technology offered by a website called Wasteless. And uh, you can find them on the web at wasteless.com. Co. This technology facilitates identifying and marking down products lower and lower, the closer the sell-by or best-by dates get. Consumers save more by purchasing closer-dated products, and grocers move more product rather than wasting out so much. I love this idea. Number five, prepare smaller portions and or have a plan for all leftovers. Leftovers end up as food waste too easily when you prepare portions that are too large and you don't have a solid plan for what to make with the leftovers. Now, one way to use up leftovers is to experiment with simple casseroles, or you can more properly portion what you cook to eliminate leftovers. Now, I find catering amounts, and you can find standard guides online to be helpful in determining proper portion sizes for family meals. So my family just did this. Uh, and during Easter, we had a big ham. And so as I'm slicing up the, the ham to store in the refrigerator, I split it in two, about 50-50. And my wife said, well, uh, why are you putting so much in the freezer? Uh, won't we use that? Now, uh, you know, after she and I thought about it for a moment, we thought, no, you know, 50-50 is actually pretty accurate for our family. Look, if it goes into the freezer, it's always going to be good. Okay, this is something that uh, that I've learned is that food kept frozen is safe forever. Again, it can degrade a little bit in texture and taste and that sort of thing, but it's not going to go bad. Ham that you keep in the refrigerator, and I think it's it's actually not that long. I have to look this up. I don't have that at my uh, at my ready right now, but I remember looking this up. Um, so when you cook a ham and then you slice it up and you keep it in the refrigerator only, you actually don't have a very shelf uh, long shelf life. I know turkey is only like three or four days before people start getting a little nervous. Uh, it just develops that. I mean, I don't want to describe. It's kind of gross, but. <laughs> 
you know what I'm talking about, right? If ham or turkey's been in there, it, it just gets a little, okay, I'm going to say it. It gets a little slimy on the outside. All right, now everyone's sufficiently grossed out, uh, but yeah, that's what we want to avoid. So please, 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 please freeze more, refrigerate less in these cases, uh, and that is going to help you personally in your family eliminate food waste. And hopefully you can work with legislators, uh, hopefully you can work with uh, grocers, uh, hopefully you can help me in this quest to help eliminate and reduce food waste uh, in our food systems, in the larger systems. And then, of course, again, as I mentioned, uh, just do everything we can to help avoid spoiling and and food waste, uh, better using produce, better using our freezers um, so that we can uh, throw away less, we can save more money. Doing this, my friends, is absolutely part of living abundantly. So that's it for this podcast. I hope you and your family are able to take advantage of Savings Angel now that it's free. And if you loved hearing everything on this podcast, would you take a minute and leave a five-star review in iTunes when you do that? Okay, you help this podcast get out to more people. That's how it works over at the iTunes thing. The higher our rating, the more we're noticed. So you and I, I can't do this without you. All right, we together are spreading this message of abundance with a larger and larger audience. And as always, if you have any specific questions, if there's anything you'd like to hear me talk about, have my team and I research and dig in and give you some really valuable tips, things that you can actually do and will work, drop me a comment in the podcast feedback, write me on my Facebook group, call the podcast hotline at 407-205-9250. And leave us a message. I'm going to answer your question. I'm going to write you back. Or with your permission, I might even share your question or story with others on this show. Have a wonderful week full of saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. And thank you for listening. Okay, I'm going to say it. It gets a little slimy.